Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Patriot Speed is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. And everybody, welcome in to another live edition of the Patriots Beat Podcast here on the CLNS Media Network. I am Mike Cadlick, and I am joined by 98.5 The Sports Hub's Alex Barth. Uh, it's Thursday. We're here. Me and Alex were at Gillette Stadium a few hours ago. We talked to Josh Uche. We talked to Calvin Anderson. Uh, we're going to hit on those. We um, also had some Patriots news, a couple roster transactions that just came in. We're going to discuss those. Uh, and then we're going to have a little fun. It's uh, I said it last time, but it's sort of the dog days, so we got to get creative. And PFF, one of our, our partners, friends, I suppose, that we use all offseason for the mock drafts, just dropped a season simulator. So we're going to check that out, see, uh, see what we can look at, and see what the Patriots season could look like, at least according to a random number generator on PFF. And we'll, we'll have a little fun with it. We'll run through that a few times. Um, before we get to all of it, this show is sponsored by FanDuel. Brought to you by FanDuel. So if you go to FanDuel.com slash Boston, you can get your no, a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you sign up at the link FanDuel.com slash Boston. You make a bet. If it doesn't hit, you get however much you bet in bonus bets up to $1,000. So it's pretty simple. It's a free bet. If you bet 1000 you want to bet 1000 your bet doesn't hit, you get it back. It's that simple. So go to FanDuel.com slash Boston to get that. Um, Thank you to Fandle. So let's start with what we heard from Josh Uche and Calvin Anderson today, Alex, down at Gillette. Um, Uche was uh, par for the course, good stuff. You know, he's he had a career year last year, obviously 11 and a half sacks, um, and uh, seems to really be putting that behind him in a good way. Um, he is really looking forward to uh, a contract season, and he's like, basically a quote that he said that was interesting was, um, not off the top of my head, I can't think of it. But basically, last year does not matter. Uh, we're focused on this year, and we're uh, we're ready to roll into twenty twenty three, and uh, hopefully get that contract. But uh, that was the gist of it. But what do you think of uh, what we heard from Uche today, Gillette? Yeah, I thought that quote was really interesting. It, it doesn't seem like he's sitting uh, on, on last year at all. He's ready right. to totally hit the reset button, totally get started, which I think is the right approach. So seems like he's kind of taking that business mentality to this. And we we see guys get sort of more locked in going into a contract year, and it seems like he's in that mindset. They're going to yeah. need it. They need that secondary pass rush. They need that tertiary pass rush. They can't leave it all up to Matthew Judon. We've seen what that looks like. And – Josh Uche is the clear-cut number two pass rusher on this team. They yep. need him to play like that for this defense to maximize. Because in, when we get into the exercise a little later, we'll kind of be able to talk about it. This defense, they need to maximize this defense. If they're going to make a run of the playoffs and play in playoff games and win a playoff game, 
they need to maximize this defense, and Josh Uche is a big part of doing that. Right. The other interesting thing, he was asked he was asked twice what he worked on this offseason both times. He goes, shit, everything. Like, he, yeah. he's clearly putting in the work this offseason and ready to roll, and uh, we talk about it all the time, but be that bookend, be that, you know, secondary, tertiary, whatever you want to call it, uh, pass rush outside of Matt Judon. So uh, he sounds ready to roll. The other guy we talked to, Calvin Anderson, the uh, the swing tackle, uh, which he made clear that he plays both sides of the ball today. Um, so the swing tackle that he signed from De- that they signed from Denver. He played here in the past uh, with the Patriots. He ended up being cut. He was asked about that a few times. Um, it was all, you know, par again par for the course. Using that again because I've been watching the uh, the PGA all uh, all day. But uh, he was a good he was a good hang today. He was a good talk, and then. Uh, it was much more energetic than what we saw from Riley Reef. Not in a bad way, but you know, Reef was very like, "I'm here, here to work." Patriot, blah, blah blah. Anderson was a little more, you know, you know, out there in a good way. Stacy James, the Patriots PR director, calls it for questions. Says that's it, we're done. Uh, and Calvin Anderson backs away and then turns back to the podium and looks at all of us and goes, "By the way, everyone, uh, I can solve a Rubik's cube behind my back." And everyone's like. And then he goes on to this whole tangent of a story how he has some sort of method to he can, you know, feel the sides of the cube and he uses it like a Sudoku puzzle. And uh, he's the first athlete to sign like a brand deal with Rubik's in in uh, professional sports history. It was it was an awesome, bizarre and cool conversation that he kind of put us through just shows that he's like an awesome dude and like just like someone who. Yeah, in my roster projection, I took him off. I think I want to put him on just for just for the stuff he talked about with us today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, he didn't come out of nowhere because uh, Andrew Callahan asked, "What should fans know about you?" And that was the yeah, last yeah, question. He talked true. about being a hard worker, and then I think he right. transitioned that. But that is, I, I still can't solve a Rubik's cube normally. I'm 28, no. so that is no. so wildly impressive to me that he can do that. Not a math guy, not good no. at math, don't like math, and he's talking about matrices and stuff like that. Is very yeah. impressive. Yeah. Um, what do you make of anything else he said just as far as, you know, playing both sides of the ball? I think we kind of all expected that. Um, something yeah. he's done in, in Denver, he played left and right tackle. But um, anything anything stand out to you about Calvin Anderson today besides the Rubik's Cube? I think he's probably just a left tackle in their system, but he okay. certainly can play both sides. And that's what's going to make when we get into OTAs next week and then eventually into training camp. That's what's going to make the tackle conversation, the tackle competition so interesting is it's not just – you know, three guys competing for one spot at left tackle or right tackle is Trent Brown can play both sides. Riley Reeve can play both sides. Calvin Anderson can play both sides. So there's going to be all these different permutations to it. It's not going to be as simple as this guy's your left tackle. This guy's your right tackle. It's right. going to be who are the two best. And then where are you putting them? So it, it it's going to be fun. It's going to be super unique. I, I, I don't know that it, you don't see many position battles like that. Right. You might see a, you know, three guys battling for two spots on the roster and one guy's going to be the starter, one guy's going to be the backup, one guy's going to get cut. I don't know the last time I saw it was like three people at the same position are essentially battling for two starting spots. It's very different. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, It's something that, again, like you said, it's talking about the dog days on here and trying to find stuff to talk about. It all starts next week as far as OTAs go. There'll be a little lull after that again, but uh, we get our first look um, at the Patriots next Thursday on the field. Uh, as media members so that is uh something to yeah, this look forward to they this isn't so much the dog days as it is the come down because you're just so yeah gung-ho into the draft and then you crash into this no the dog once otas and that's the real dog days of summer yeah that's fair that's that's a fair point but yeah. um i was uh 
I was going somewhere and now I, I can't remember where, where my train of thought was at. But um, let's get to uh, the other news of the day with the Patriots, and that is their roster transactions. So they made two moves today. They cut tackle Yadni Kajust, and they signed uh, Jelani Tavai's brother, Justice Tavai. Uh, Justice Tavai worked out for the Patriots at their rookie minicamp. He was an undrafted free agent out of San Diego State. Do I have that right? Correct school? Yeah. yeah he's so un- not... Jonah Tavai. So a lot of people Correct. thought they were going to draft Jonah Tavai, who is also Jelani Tavai's brother, who is also from San Diego State, who also plays defensive end. Right. Jonah, did he get drafted? No, he was undrafted. He's with Seattle. He signed like right after the draft. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so this uh, is a third brother, and I think there's like five. Yeah, there is. Um, I think another one. I can't remember what he does off the top of my head, but it, it, they're similar to the Gronks. There's so many of them, and they they're all they're involved in like professional sports of some sort all across all across the country. So uh, they bring him in, and uh, like you said, they get rid of Kajust. And so um, Calvin Anderson, like you know, talking to him today, that that tackle room uh, it shrinks by one spot, so it gives guys like Anderson and Reef a, a real chance to make the roster. After some speculated that they might not. So uh, what do you think of the moves? You think uh, you think Kajust finds his way back here, practice squad, whatever whatever the case may be, or do you think he's he's gone? I, I think he's gone at this point. He just never really figured it out. I, yeah. I, it's funny. I was saying today on Catch-22, I'd love to see the Patriots add another defensive tackle, another run-stopping player, and here we go. So the real story in this is that closes the book on the 2019 draft class. Four years later, they oh. made 10 picks, I believe it is, Yep. and none of them got to a second contract with the Patriots. This is it. So – when you talk about why the Patriots are in the position they're in, and I want to count this up real quick, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players. Jake uh, Jake Bailey did earn a second contract with the Patriots, but he never played under it, right? He was cut. That was an extension that was going to kick in this year. Yep. When you talk about why the Patriots are in this the position they're in and why the, why the roster looks the way it looks and why they had to go out and have that spending spring in 2021 and all of that, and you could argue to the extent why Tom Brady left – uh, the 2018 and 19 classes and really that 2019 class are a big part of the reason I say this a lot. You don't know, yeah. even if you know if the players are good or not, you don't necessarily know the full impact of a draft class until four years later, when all those rookie contracts are up, who's staying, who's going, who's where uh, four guys unsigned, not even in the league right now, including the first round pick Nikhil Harry, Juwan Williams, Chase awful. Winovich <laughs> might not awful. be, Right, might not be on rosters week one. Yeah, and then Damon Harris, there's your top 100. Yadni Kajus was one on one. Yelda Froholt, Jared Statham, Byron Cowart, Ken Webster. I'm looking at it too. Like what? Right, uh, rounded out. This this is why the Patriots have had the lull they've had is because 18, 19, uh, really 17, 18, 19, they whiffed as bad as they did, and I would argue 2019 is the biggest whiff of them all. 2017, they didn't really have any picks, right. but yeah, they're they're not in a good spot. This is why they're not in a good spot at some of those positions. We've done this exercise before, Mike. Who are the top picks in the 2019 draft? A receiver, a corner, a defensive end, a running back, and a tackle. What were the Patriots' biggest needs this offseason? Yep. Wide receiver, corner, defensive end, and tackle. Yep. That's not a coincidence. No, not at all. And it goes to show like – and again, there's still there's still time to tell. Like you said, it takes you know four years to tell how a draft class works out. But ever since there there was clearly something wrong with whether it was Bill Belichick himself or the way Casario was running the operation here. And 
you know, they hit on a few picks here and there, but, you know, their drafting was poor, and it's like... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Not that Brady was the whole operation by any means, because, you know, they had they had good coaches, they had some solid players, but the way they drafted for, like, a good chunk of time was very poor, and now they're paying for it. And, um, again, I think that we've talked about it on the show, I've written about it, I've tweeted about it, but, like, uh, Matt Groh is night and day a better, you know, executive front office drafter and head of a draft board than Belichick has been and Casario was here. And uh, you can really see over the last couple of years and we'll see what happens with this draft class this year. Um, I'm, you know, we, we've talked about it. We're happy with it. We've broken it down. They hit on their needs. If they can hit again, that's a really, really, uh, it's a really strong asset to have here in macro. If he can continue to, you know, bring in guys year after year um, to add to the pipeline at all these positions in need. Right. Um, so that's that. That's the news. Um, and we're sticking to it. So um, Tavai in, Kajust out, Uche's ready to roll, and Calvin Anderson can solve a Rubik's Cube. So uh, that's that's what we have for Patriot News to start off the show. So uh, let's get right into uh, the good old PFF mock draft season simulator and uh, see how we can work this thing out and see what, uh, what PFF can potentially give us for what's going to happen to the Patriot season. Alex, I'll have you take it away and sort of explain how this thing works. Yeah, so I, I just got an email about this last night. This was like actually right at tip off of the Celtics game. Uh, so PFF. So this is a. Beta. We'll talk about the Celtics game later too. <laughs> yeah, we will. Oh, yes, we will. <laughs> this is a beta okay. um, that I guess got sent out to limited people. I was lucky enough to be on it. Yes, I subscribe to PFF. Um, basically, what what it does is you pick a team. Is I don't know. Do you have it up, Mike? Uh, one second. Uh, you'll see oh, it looks go. like a, a, a dark version of the uh, night version, whatever that's called on Twitter that people do yep. of the draft simulator and we'll pick it and it essentially sims all the games and gives us the stats. Now it looks like in the future, I believe. Yeah. So there's no functionality here yet. Eventually you're going to be able to change the lineups, who's starting, who's not and change the player grades, which I, I read about it essentially is like, we could sim the season and say, what if, you know, Christian Gonzalez is a 90 grade PFF uh, okay. or what if he's an 80 grade PFF corner? We could compare those two. Right. So eventually you're going to be able to do that, which does kind of sound super cool. Right. For sure. Right now, all you can do is sim, but we've gotten a ton of questions. We got this on the last Q and a, what if they're good, but Mac Jones sucks? What if Mac Jones is good, yeah. but they suck? What if they do this and make the playoffs? What if they do this, but don't make the playoffs? So what I thought we'd do is run through some of these simulations and kind of, hey, if this, like we do with the mock drafts, right? Yep. If this was the season, how would we feel about it? Now, this is super random. I don't know exactly right. how they program this, but I saw one yesterday where the Bills went 0-6 in the division. So it is okay. considering every possibility. We may get some outlandish stuff here, but I'll tell you this. The first one I got last night, just to kind of sum it up, 
Mm-hmm. Patriots were 500 team through the first month and a half. Rolled off like four or five straight wins. They were eight and four. And okay. then they lost out. That kind of sounds like what they've been doing the yeah, last few years, right? Yep, so, 100%. Let's see. Let, we're we're going to try this. I, I don't know what this is going to look like, but the point of the exercise is you guys keep asking us because it's such a crucial season, right? Mm-hmm. It's such a crucial season because we you know, is Mac Jones the quarterback of the future? Is Bill Belichick going to be here long term? Do they really need a number one wide receiver? All these questions that hinge on this season, the future of the organization, this is a monumentally consequential season. Well, let's kind of rehearse some narratives yep. as well. And I like too so. that um I like that we can uh see the at least on offense the player stats because that'll kind yeah, of Yeah, so there's gonna be player stats too for off just for offense. They don't have yep. defense. But we're going to. That'll be interesting to kind of gauge where their offense will actually be, according to. For people asking if they can try it right now, it's just a beta. I got, I was lucky enough to get invited. I'm assuming they're going to launch it as a full product at some point. I don't, I I would, I would think that's going to be during the preseason because I believe a big part of who they're marketing to is fantasy football players to, Mm -hmm. you know, what's this guy's season going to look like? What's that guy's season going to look like? So I would think in time for fantasy football season, they'll launch this. I don't know if it's going to be behind a paywall or not, I'm honestly not sure. But uh, even if you pay for PFF, this is just a beta right now. So I, I don't, and for the record, I got, I didn't pay to get added to it or anything. I got this email last night out of nowhere. So um, I, my, my expectations are, I kind of just said it's a bit wild. Yeah. Right. So can you do multiple teams. No, you can't. Okay. You ready, Mike? Here we go. So and this is going to play out like in real time. So yeah. at least the games will. All right, we win against Philly. Let's go on Brady night. And then you get whooped by the Dolphins. That is a letdown on national television. Oh, boy. Aaron Rodgers. Beat by the Jets. Oh, so we got you beat the Eagles. They're all excited. And then they won in four start. This is where you want Missoula to call a timeout. (laughs) Right. In a slog (laughs) against the Saints, you lose a close one to the Raiders. Wow. Hey, all, all right, right. back in the win call. A lot of close games here. That I think could happen. Yeah. Close, low scoring game against Washington. These are how many of these have been one score games? I know. They're going to play I, it close. Another call. All right. So they're all right. They're getting their heads back above water. And I think they're what? Five and five, five and six. Mm-hmm. Little three game winning streaks. Uh, five right. and six. Yeah, you're going to lose to the Chiefs. That's close one. though. A tight so They're playing the well again. They're playing close games. Beat Denver. Ooh. And so this doesn't do the rest of the league. So there's seven and seven ten. And we don't ten. know how everybody else did. We don't know playoffs. We're going to make some assumptions off that. And uh, the other thing All is, right. so I, I don't think this factors in injuries. So it's not like that slide. You can be like, oh, so-and-so got hurt. I right, believe right, right. this is everybody staying healthy. So seven and ten. Lost some winnable games. Yes. Should beat the Saints. I would say the Raiders, if you're going to score 35 points against the Raiders, you should beat that. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you're nine and eight. And then you got to either beat the Colts or beat w- the Jets once and you're in the playoffs. Um, a lot. A Mac lot has a, all right. Mac had a. See what happened wow, now. he slung the ball around. So Mac, 4,300 yards, 27 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. That's a lot of turnovers. If, if that is the case, if this is the case, boy, we overestimated Bill O'Brien's impact. We yeah. greatly overestimated what Bill O'Brien's going to do for this team. 
that's my read on it, Mike. I don't, well, I don't know if you feel differently. I mean, again, the the, the touchdown to interception ratio itself is like close to close ish to two to one, not quite there. Yeah, but it's like, under two to one though. It's under two to one. It's a lot of yard. It looks like they're just slinging the ball around the yard. Which is um, kind of what they did early last year in that yeah. first half Patricia offense. Yeah, it looks like they stick to it. So this is what we've talked about on the show, Alex, is so say they so this this is and I don't think PFF would factor this into their simulator, but yeah. they give Mac the entire season. If the Patriots win against Philly and they go on that slide, at what point do they realistically think of a quarterback change? Yeah, and you look at if it in there, is how what it is goes. it, 10 points, 15 points, 17 points, 9 yeah. points. Yeah, you're getting Bailey Zappi in there at some point. That's what I That's think, That's another too. thing where, again, it would be nice to be able to play with the lineups. But... Right. So do you truly believe that, that if they started 1-6, one and, one and they would turn to Zappi? Well, so here's the thing. This is kind of what we talked about Tuesday, right, where people yeah. said, what would it take? And I, well, right, you're right. missing a lot of context. Are they one and six, but they're losing every game 45 to 40? No, they're going to stick with Mac Jones in a situation like this. Yeah, I think you lose 19, 18 to nine to the Saints Saints at home leading into this Raiders game. There's going to be a lot of calls for Mac. There's going to be a lot of calls for Bailey Zappi. Yeah. Like I'm saying, even the reasonable people at this point, even I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, it might be. T- and we don't know how these stats are divided, obviously. I wish we, maybe down the road we'll get box scores. But. If you could get a box score for each game, yeah. that would be interesting too. All right, well, let's let's see the rest of the stats here. Yeah. Um, good season for Hunter Henry. Yeah. 59 catches, 8 touchdowns, 700 yards. Mm-hmm. Would absolutely take that. They have a monster bounce back season for Devontae Parker in this scenario. Yeah. 52 catches, 818 yards. I assume people can see the stats, right? I think it's clear. Um. This would be a bummer for Juju. Just 49 yeah, catches for him out of the slot in this offense. Um, what do we got for the ro- – they do have James Robinson with 25 catches. So, Ramondre catches 72, most on the team. But I don't think they totally run him into the- – well, we got to see the rushing. He only mm, ran for 900 yards. Yeah. So, so they so, just – they completely James Robinson a- ran for 600. So, they split back when they run it, and yeah. they change to a complete passing system. And they just, I don't know if they spread it out, but they rely on the pass heavy uh, during this season. Well, no, he ran the ball. So it, it has carries there. He ran the ball 225 times. I'm trying to pull up last. I should have had last year's stats up. Yeah. So they actually have him with more carries than he okay, had last year. Okay. But just the, the pure like stats as, as far as like, the, you know, the receivers go, they, yeah. they spread the ball around. Mac had spread almost 4,500 yards. Yeah. But they lose 10 games. Yeah, so this would be. I wish it would show like total points, four points against yeah. defense. No, but the defense stepped up. Here. Thirteen yeah. against Philly, twenty-three against Dallas. They had some clunkers, but for the most part, the defense was pretty good here. So, I, I do find it interesting. Like, so they have James Robinson as the second back. That would be interesting. Pierre Strong carried the ball seventeen times. Demario Douglas. Demario Douglas is going to have more than one carry this season. Yes, I promise you that. I don't think he had a catch. Nope. Interesting. And nothing okay. for Kayshawn Boutte. Huh. Matt Sokol gets three catches. Scotty Washington gets two. Okay. Here's another one. Taekwon. That's boss. Catchers, 250 yards, two touchdowns. That's a major. So this is one where kind of like people ask if I can make it bigger. I can try to zoom in. I don't know if it'll work. Um, That might work. Yeah. How's that? Let us know. Um. The problem, so yeah, so so you go to the receivers again. Let me scroll back down here. 
we are in so so this is a weird one where they weren't very good but i think there's an argument to be made again assuming he doesn't get benched that you are sticking with mac jones longer mm-hmm. because he did throw for 4000 yards right. and you're saying what if we get him a real number one wide receiver? Because there is nothing close to a real number one wide receiver here. No, and no one goes over a thousand yards either. There's not a no go to guy. Over, your go to guy is your Parker. running back with 72 catches. Like right, Parker barely went over 800. Right. I think that's less than last year. I think Jacoby had like eight. No, Jacoby had 804 last year, so it's slightly more. But all right, uh, ready to try to try, try another season. Yeah, let's uh let's talk about FanDuel first and then okay. we will uh hit a second season and see if we can get anything better than seven wins. Uh, I don't <laughs> it's know. It's not about fun. getting the best season, it's about it's conversation. Yeah, that's fair. It's no, the it's fun. Let's do it. We'll do a couple more. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. All right, run it back. Yeah, we'll run it back. Let's do another simulation and see if we can, uh, you know, hit on anything better. I wish you could like slow down the games and like talk about them. I know we said that earlier and we were running through it, but hang on, I gotta, I gotta zoom this out. I don't know why it's not working. Oh, okay, there we go. It's going. All right, so held the Eagles to seventeen points and lost in week one. Routed the Dolphins. Another close loss to the Jets. Jeez, defense is rolling though. Yeah. One of three, but the defense – so here we go again. The Saints. Yeah, 34 points is too many against the Saints. But – Mac gets benched. And then you beat Buffalo by a point. With Zappy. Maybe, honestly, <laughs> maybe. Lose a close one to the Dolphins. What are they, three and six here? Four and six? Shut out the Colts and – Look at that. Smoked by the Giants. This is just all blowouts, except that Bills game. Yeah. Let me scroll down. Lost to the Steelers. Lose to and the Steelers. Are, That's on third. Held and then the they Chiefs beat the to Chiefs. 10 points. So the defense is pretty so, good this year. This would be – they swept. So they went 7-10. and 10, Again? three of their wins came against the Chiefs and Bills. This to me would be – holy crap, you couldn't get it together when you really needed to. Yeah, right. And it's you like they missed the – they missed the playoffs, and it's like you absolutely could have made it should you have won the close game against the Jets in week three, or you yeah. could suck it up and beat the Saints, who end up being a three-and-whatever team, and you don't put up 12 points when you're out in Vegas. You got the Raiders over there. Like, those are winnable games. Yeah. This would be so frustrating. because <laughs> like, I know it would. You could clearly do it. You beat the Bills. You beat the Chiefs. You almost beat the, the Eagles. You couldn't get more than 12 points against the Raiders. You, you let up 34 a, to the Saints? Yeah, you're with your families, and they put up a stinker on Christmas Eve against the Broncos. Uh, like, right, After you see them put up 47 points in Week 2 against the Dolphins, too, and it's like they lose to Philly in a tight one, but then they come back Week 2 against Miami. It's like this team can put up 47 points, and then they lose 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, or 4 straight, and then beat the Bills. It's bizarre. So they put up 47 points against the Dolphins over this four-game losing streak. They scored a total of 55 points. 
Yeah, that's a weird one. Like your Mac Jones throws for 4,500 yards. 24 tutties, just 10 24 picks. touchdowns and 10 picks. A better than he's two staying. to one touchdown. He's staying. He's staying off yeah. that season. He's staying. Um, Devontae another goes for breakout for Devontae Parker. Much better season for Juju Smith-Schuster. Again, Andre has 700 receiving yards. Wow. That's – that's what did he do? Uh, and then only eight – so, yeah, they have them throwing more. Only 800 yeah. rushing. Again, James Robinson heavily involved. You have running for 300 yards. And three really rushing sure touchdowns. <laughs> All right, this is getting a little that's weird. That's hilarious. Um, Douglas did catch a pass for three yards. Okay. Did he have any carries? No. Juju um, had two. Wait. Oh, yeah, okay. Interesting. Uh, where's Tyquan Thornton? A bust again. Again, that's not it's not gonna be enough. It's not gonna be enough. Oh. All right, it's kind of similar to the last one. Yeah. But just really weird, 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 weird results. All right. Uh so wait, to go up to So Pierre Strong is also a bust. Twelve twelve uh Well look, if James Robinson is gonna be this involved. Yeah, that's true. There's not really room for him, right? Because right. he had he only had fifteen catchers. So they really so they basically used Ramondre as the passing down. Like he's still carry them yeah. a lot but they basically just use him as a passing down back and, and james robinson uh took over like the the brunt of the more physical carries right. so i mean 112 carries 600 yards Ramondre, you're not gonna get 300 rushing yards from mac jones Ramondre, Sorry, no, go ahead. that's right i was just gonna say Ramondre is gonna be a workhorse again and they're gonna yeah. just drill him into the ground until uh until they have to draft another running back basically all right, I, come on, PFF. Give us, give us some. Give us another here. good one that we can talk about a little bit yeah. more than another seven and ten season. All right, here we go. This is going to pop up somewhere. I don't know where. There we go. All right, beat the Bulls. another close, close game against the Eagles. Two and zero. Oh. Two and zero. Oh. Beat the Dolphins on Sunday night. Keep it. All right, you lose oh, it to the Jets. That's man. a tough game. That's objectively a tough they game. They have still you, not beat the Jets though. You they come back. Won. You beat Dallas. So this is a best case scenario. Four and one. Four and one. Five, five and one. one. You get this start, you're in great shape. They route the Bills. Okay. Wow. Lose to the Dolphins. Oof. Beat Washington. Oh, That's what this they seems do. a wagon. This is what I'm ready for now. Okay, Ooh, but then you, you do to the that Colts. in Germany. Germany wasn't kind to them. Come off the bye, win They're a one-score game again. against the Giants. They're scoring the points Chargers. again. Yeah. So, oh, hang boy. on. Let's see how this rounds out. But, Mike, I think you just nailed the take. You're going to lose to the Chiefs. Yeah, it's going to yep. happen. That's a tough one. Got to beat Denver one. there. The stretch run. Just like last year. Oh. They still finished 10 and 7. They were they 10 and 4, the playoffs? though. Or no, they, they were 10 the and playoffs. 3. Probably. Probably getting as a wild card. Even after. And then they lose four straight going into the playoffs. That's tough. Isn't this what we've kind of seen the last couple of years, though? This is yeah. Sort of what oh, that for sure. Like. Yeah. I mean, look, they're not the going to start of the season. not going to go but, 7 and 1 or 6 and 1. Right. But I'm saying, do, like, but, Play kind of well, and then after Thanksgiving, it teeters off a little bit. Thanksgiving would be here. So after Thanksgiving, it teeters off. They were two and four after Thanksgiving. They yep. were one and four in December. That's kind of what they've done. That can't happen. But at least through the first half of the season, we'll scroll down, check the stats in a second. That was a blast. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was that electric. was a roller coaster. <laughs> uh, you know, you said it there. They're finally scoring points. Yeah. If this, if the offense can be good, this is sort of what it's going to look like. Not exactly right. like this, but like again, you see it. You know, 
I don't know how realistic this is, but they can hold Dallas to 17 points. I think they can do that. They've just got to score 23. Right. Um, where's another example? You know, this again, you don't I don't think the Giants are scoring 30 on them. If they can put up 37 no. against Dallas, they're gonna win that game. 38, you don't see them put up 38 against teams like Pittsburgh. They I don't, don't do it. And so I, I don't think they, they're gonna put up that much of a stinker against India and Germany either. I don't think so. I I, I don't think so either. But you know, unless no. Richardson comes out in his rookie year and plays like Mahomes did in his second year, otherwise, right. like that team's not going to be like that. Um, this is like because I can see it too. Ten and three, maybe they're not ten and three, but they're like within playoff shot. Yeah. And then you lose to the Chiefs, snowballs. You lose to Denver, and then you got two tough games to end the year. I can totally yep. see that. Yeah, me too. But the that game is going to be critical because they're going to probably lose to Kansas City, and then you have to sack up in Denver and win a game before you go into that the two division games to end the year. And if they don't. That's two, in a, like you said, two in a row, snowballs into Buffalo and Jets, and then you're screwed. The uh, – what we look at here is the Indy game and the Denver game. You had to win one of those. Yeah. You had to win yep. one of those. You just didn't. All right, let's yep. see the stats here. Mac Jones, 29 Ooh, touchdowns, 18 picks, 4,700 yards. This is another one where I'm like, all right, what exactly did Bill O'Brien do? Yeah. Well, you know, it's not a bad season, but – he throws for 4,700 yards, though. You got to keep him. He changes this. This is like he's putting up like Drew, Bre- Drew Bledsoe stat lines here. Like he's putting up yards. He's putting the ball in the end zone with touchdowns, but he's just turning the ball over at a clip. And it's like he's just it looks like Brett Favre out there. How which, many rushing yards did he have this time? Oh, I don't have the uh, full stats checked. And then he's going to run for 300 yards. Apparently, oh I don't even God. think he's run for 300 yards in his career. No. All right, this is where this is as much now an exercise in making fun of PFF as anything else. Yes. Mac Jones has run for 231 yards in his career, ran for 129 as a rookie, 102 last year. So imagine um, he just imagine they just go out there and start running like like power, like power, uh, like QB power with him or something, or like a zone read. Holy crap, look at this season. This, this is as great as this would be. That's this is so kind of my nightmare dumb. for Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> 84 catches. He threw in 1,000 yards that's receiving. Hilarious. Five receiving touchdowns, another seven on the ground. He ran for 1,000. He's a 2,000-yard player. My that's God. That's awesome, though. And you still got 700 all-purpose from James Robinson. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the offense is just insane. All right, I, I might be done. 26 they catches, down from, 26 catches from KB again is tough. How many total yards of offense is this for the team? What is the passing? I'll do quick. I'll do Felger and Mass Math. Like, call it 4,700. 1,095, Because what did they have last year for total yards? They had 6,636 total yards on offense. Six okay, Roughly. so six thousand six hundred yards of offense. Mm-hmm. They had last year. Why can't I find this? Um, jeez. Oh, here we go. Thirty-eight hundred rushing. Forty-eight hundred. Fifty. They had fifty-six hundred last year. Yards of total offense. So a thousand more yards this season. Yeah. And this, as somebody in the chat points out, this is why I don't believe in analytics because it, this is why we play the games. Yeah. Uh, 
better for Quan Thornton. Like, you want to see more catches? This is the kind of pace he should be on, though. 28 for 431. Double both of those numbers and we're in business. Yeah. You don't even need to double. Like, he should be like 4,800. 40 catches, 800 yards, somewhere around there. Would be like a really good – they're cooking at that point. Four receivers, four receivers over 700 yards is a plus in my mind. That's true. Still nothing from Kayshawn Boutte. I know he's in here because he had one that I did. He was in one that I did yesterday. And uh, not much from Demario Douglas. The Chiefs had 7,000 total yards last year. Yeah, that's unreal. That's insane. All right. Um, You want to try one more? What's that? Yeah. We're at 35 minutes. We'll do one more. We'll we'll chop it up, and then we'll finish with Boston sports. Because he's starting to annoy me. So, again, low-scoring game against the Eagles, as is tradition. Look at that. Route the Dolphins. There you go, Mike. One point. Let's go. Jets in New York. That that might make the season worth it alone. Yeah. Again, that's one where I don't necessarily know that they're going to beat Dallas. But if you hold Dallas to 13 points, you should win that game. Yep. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So what are we at now? Four and four with the win over Miami and Miami. Five and Five four. four. Six and four. Here comes kind of the soft underbelly of the schedule. Yep. That's Ooh, a game you got to win right there. Six and five. Game. You got to go win that game. Six and six. And now here we go. You're setting up must wins down the stretch. Oh, and the season's no. over right there. Six and seven. Six and eight. Six and they nine. They cannot get by Denver on the playoffs. Eve. Six and ten. They're going to win here. Watch. No, six and 11. Six and 11. So this is another one where after this Pittsburgh, uh, no, because you're not going to make a quarterback switch Chiefs week. You might get Bailey's happy Christmas Eve. They lost their last seven games. They started the season six and four and lose their last seven. And by the way, the six and four, not super unrealistic. I know. You could even argue between these two games, the, the, the Cowboys and the Saints, there should be a win in there. Right. You know, sweeping Miami is going to be tough. I'm not saying that that's the most likely thing, but that six but they and four is an outlandish. But again, this is kind of what it's been. They fall yeah. apart down the stretch late in the season. Let's look at some stats. Wait, so go back to the this. go back to the losing the the seven game losing streak. So yeah. you start six and four. I keep talking about you know the potential of benching Mac. Right, Mac's still yeah. your guy after ten weeks. You said you're not going to bench him going into Kansas City. Do you? Like where do you where do you stop the bleeding with Mac Jones and go to Zappy? Because on one hand, you're not going to bench him before Chiefs week, yeah. But you might not bench him after losing to the Chiefs either. But depending it's also, on his performance, I guess. But so I think it's cumulative. Yeah, they they don't score a lot of points here. 18, 24, 20. This is who they are, right? They they can't get to twenty points. Yeah. I would say maybe before this Pittsburgh game, but it's a short week. So you have short week Chiefs. I think that Denver is just where you make the switch, but it's it's not just about the Chiefs. Because right. look at this. They don't score. They put up 24 against Washington, against a bad Washington team. Outside of that, they don't score more than 18 points from week seven on. They only score yeah, more crazy. than 20 points four times on this schedule, which 
how many times they score more than 20 points last year? Wasn't a lot. And Max, when we scroll down, Mac is probably still going to have 4,000 passing yards. Let's see. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but you're not keeping him at this point. At this point, no. we're talking about, I don't know that we're talking about Caleb Williams, but we're talking about Drake May and, yeah. and Michael Penix and guys like that. 4,300 yards, 21, 21 to 12, 12 touchdown to interception ratio. You can't have that. That's just no. not going to be enough. Um, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, again, with the big season, but not big Juju enough. has seven receiving touchdowns. Flip these. Like, yeah. He's not going to be a red zone threat. No. Hey, we finally got Kayshawn Boutte caught one pass for 16 yards. There we go. Um, but yeah, not a lot of touchdowns on the board. This is not great for Taekwon at no. all. They hate him. 25 for 330. They're just not using him right if that's yeah. the numbers for him. Kendrick Bourne, actually, with like this, these would be good numbers for him bouncing back. Um, 1600 all purpose yards for Ramondre. Mac goes for over 200. Again, for some freaking reason. Also, oh, Juju had one rushing attempt for no yards. <laughs> Juju running for 800 yards. I, um, I read that one carry for 800 yards. Yeah. <laughs> Math. I. So it's interesting. The simulator seems to think, and this is where I would actually agree with it, for what it's worth, if I'm reading this correctly, the offense is better when Ramondre isn't the work, or the, the offense is better when Ramondre is the workhorse. Yeah. Right. Think about it. Those last couple simulations we did, Ramondre was at like 2000 all purpose yards. They were humming. They don't think the Patriots can replace that level of production by putting somebody else in Ramondre's role. That's a real concern. And it's something they're going to have to kind of wrangle with. I think that that's this whole thing has kind of just been dumb. I'll be honest. The simulator does not work as well as it should. That is actually a cogent point to take out of this. That is actually a worthwhile discussion point. They can't use Ramondre as much as they have. They can't run him into the ground the way they have been. But you still have to replace that production. Right. I was going to say he's still your best player on offense, so you need to figure it out somehow how you're going to replace that. Uh, Also, I'll add here because I saw somebody talking about it in the chat. Does Bill survive this season? No. I I, I agree with you. You lose six straight, seven Seven, straight to end the year. There's no way that you have to, you make a change. However you want to do it, whether it's, um, you know, a passing of the torch and he retires, but no, that you can't, you can't continue on like that. Bill Belichick will never be fired by the Patriots. I truly believe that he'll never be publicly fired by the Patriots. I should say he'll either retire or it'll be a mutual parting of ways and he'll have some job. He'll go be an advisor either at the Naval Academy or some other NFL team. Like he'll have another job lined up. So it looks like he left on his own accord, but, um, Cam Accord. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bill should not. Bill should not survive no. the season. And honestly, honestly, I don't know that Bill O'Brien should either. If this was the season, now I think they'll be better than this offensively. I but th- this 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 to me, you know what this season is, Mike? What? This is what ha- would have happened if they kept Matt Patricia. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, totally. This is this is the alternate universe where Matt Patricia doesn't get fired and comes back as offensive coordinator. Yeah. This is what yep. you'd be looking at. Totally. Like you so. win three games, eight, nine, ten weeks, eight, nine, and ten, but you're only putting up 18, 24, and 20. You yeah. squeak by with like a defensive touchdown or two in there, and then after that, it's just disaster once again. And Belichick just does not make refuses to make changes, probably knows after Christmas that he's just completely out the door and then they go three and six, week 17 and 18. You put up three and six 
to close out the Belichick era in New England. Could you imagine that? It'd be ugly. That We're would doing be one more because that was super depressing. <laughs> All right. Let's end it not, on a good note. Not that this one won't be. All right. Let's see here. Okay. Oh, we actually got points in the opener. The Patriots mm. lost, but we got points. Beat Miami. A dub. Okay. Come on. Lose Damn to it. the Jets on the road. So far, I think realistic. That's two not unrealistic two. against the Cowboys. No, it's not. This could happen. I am still in yeah. the camp of this could happen. I'm still I don't see that this. happening. In Vegas. They could lose that game. I don't know about the score. All Flip right, six and seven. Okay, I'm with you on that. Route Miami in Miami. Love that. Do it. All right, so what are they now? Nine or seven and two? Eight and two? No, uh, they have three losses. Oh, is all right. So whatever the right. All right. So oh, but here we go again. Late in the season. Here's the late back to back losses after Thanksgiving to start. Make it three in a row. God, close game on Thanksgiving. You lose to the Chiefs. You gotta beat Denver. Lose third. That's got to be in a snowstorm. 13. Oh, they swept Buffalo again and they beat the Jets. And maybe that gets them into and the playoffs. If but, they knock off Buffalo and the Jets, it could. It could, you know. Holy like crap. You, said, you don't feel good off. about this team going in the playoffs. Um, Mike, if this is their season, what's your reaction? If they can somehow rally after losing five straight. After coming home, oh, from it is five they come, You're right. They come back from Germany. They lose five straight, but somehow they're still in the hunt and get wins against two division rivals and two guys that they're fighting against in the play in the playoff picture. Look, it depends how it looks and it depends on how the offense goes. But I'm okay with it. If they make the playoffs, ah, but it's too little, too late again. It's it's like. Like last year, they were they were alive in week eighteen, but everybody knew that things needed to change. So even if they do make the playoffs here and they lose round one again, it's like, well, if maybe if you didn't lose five straight in the middle of the season and you actually you know had your shit together at that point, then things would be different and you could be sitting on a bye or you could, um, I don't know, th- th- it like something didn't change in the middle of the season. All of a sudden, they get lucky at the end. I still, it depends on where they land, but I don't think I like it. You can't go five in the division, five and one in the division, which they do here. You can't go five and one in the division and finish nine and eight. Right. The divi- those are your toughest games. If you're yeah. winning those, and I mean, we go back to this and look, because that's kind of what you always do. You go back and look where to flip. I actually, they might lose to the Raiders. That's a tough game. I'll say it. That's a tough game. Wow. Just Jimmy. No, it's Jimmy. Josh. No, it's Josh. It's Jimmy. Josh. It's a tough spot. <laughs> um, Giants, a tough game. Yeah. Three point loss to Steelers, three point loss to the Broncos in low scoring defensive games. Your kind of football. Yep. You got to figure out a way to win those games because you flip those two here, you're 11 and six. You might have a shot at the division. Yeah. So that's. Let's look at but the again, stats. It is, I just want to say it is very interesting in all of these simulations mm-hmm. that the Patriots fall apart after Thanksgiving because that is what they've done. Really, since 2019, even Brady's last yeah. year here. Honestly, yep. even in 2018 in the regular season, they obviously rebounded in the playoffs. But remember, they lost to Pittsburgh and Miami back to back at the end of 2018. Yep. They had to completely rework their identity. Yep. So, and it's tough games down the stretch. Be, like, I don't think it's a lock they beat Denver. I don't think it's a lock they beat Pittsburgh, even though they're a better team, because they seem to kind of struggle down the line, down the line there. So, yeah, but you got to pull right. one of those out. I mean, again, the Denver game, I keep thinking of Denver from last year when really they still have Sean Payton and they have Russell Wilson who could bounce back. So that's not as easy of a game as I think. 
You hold that Denver offense to 13 points, you should That's win. True. That's not That's a good true. defense. It, or right. it is a good defense, but like you, they should win yeah, that game. Correct. All right, let's correct. hear. Mac Jones, 3,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. A lot of turnovers for Mac in the simulation. They and, and the whole point of the Bill O'Brien offense is to cut down on turnovers. So PFF right. is significantly discounting Bill O'Brien's impact, I think. Or yeah. we're significantly overrating it, one of the two. I'll side right. with us because some other stuff in here has been insanely goofy. But yeah. I, this is not taking into account Bill O'Brien, these simulations, clearly. No. You keeping them? You, you picking up the option after this? Um, 16 picks is a lot. Depends on how the offense looks. Sorry, right, you have four on, options. On, okay. You're taking quarterback in the first round. You're ultimately moving on for Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. You're picking up his fifth-year option. You're committing to him. Or you don't take a quarterback. You basically do what Giants did. You don't take quarterback. You let him play out the final year without the option in pocket, and you see where the chips lie. I think that's what you do here. Okay. All right. Let's. What uh, you? What's let's, your What's uh, your take? There? I think I'm, I might be taking a quarterback in the first round. Sixteen picks. So again, yeah. I'm looking at this. Is I don't think they're factoring in Bill O'Brien's offense. I. The more I look at this, the more I think that they're putting. This is with the Patricia offense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If If Mac Jones turns the ball over sixteen times in Bill O'Brien's offense, he's not the guy. Right. He's not the guy. I don't think he will turn the ball or 16 times in Bill O'Brien's offense, although he did rush for 234 yards. But <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> I don't know where the hell that's coming from. No. All right, let's look at this. Uh, wow, really sped, spread the ball out. Yeah. Juju's – I don't know why they have a problem with Juju in the slot. Again, this is the the O'Brien mm. offense here. Juju's going to be close to 100 targets. Yeah. Um, They really like Hunter, Hen- Hunter Henry's potential. This is another 75 catches, 600 yards. Well, that's I, really- I think that Ramondre is going to have a season like they keep projecting on here. I think they're going to use him in the passing game, and I think he's going to be an outlet in the in the pack, in the the pack backfield, and they might use him you know, in the slaughter at some point as well. So, so I would say this is a really inefficient year for Ramondre as a receiver. 75 catches I buy. He should have at least 700 yards. Yeah. That's a little low. KB eight touchdowns. Like this is a this right here. Either Kendrick Bourne or Tyquan Thornton needs to have this. Yeah, season. correct. One, two. Yep. Tyquan Thornton. One of the two again. of them can have this season. Mm-hmm. Right. Ty, I, I think they're actually putting Kendrick Bourne in that role, but that could be end up being Tyquan Thornton's role, right? We don't yep. know yet. This is what you're looking for out of that role, more or less. You know, touchdowns are a little high, catches are a little low, but if one of those two guys can give them these numbers, I think they're in great shape. That's the bounce back they great need shape. from Kendrick Bourne after the doghouse here last year. Right. But again, if 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 you flip them and, and Kendrick Bourne is 22 for 333 and Taekwon has 42 for 648, that would be great too. Like one of them. Yeah, they right. One of them to show up basically. Correct. Correct. Um, a little low from Gesicki, I guess. No, maybe not low. I'm curious to see what happens with Gesicki and Henry and how they sort of make that work. What do you think of this year from Parker? I feel like it. Like I feel like that's what's probably going to happen. Yeah, I buy that. That feels kind of about right. Like, yeah. big play guy. Uh, yeah. 655 yards on 45 catches, pretty freaking good in terms of the right. average. Yeah. It's just not a high volume Can't role. get him in the end zone. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Parker, Ramondre, how many touchdowns last year? Parker, yeah. 
think so. Didn't I don't he? know how. I don't remember how many. I feel like he caught one week one. He had three touchdowns last year. Three. Okay. Second on the team. Myers had six. Parker three. Nobody had more than two. Nobody else. Um, Ramondre hundred yards. So he finished with eight, ten total touchdowns. I'll say if people are using this for their fantasy teams, Ramondre Stevens is going to be a top ten pick. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. They are uh, bu- uh, over the moon on Ramondre Stevenson as a fantasy option. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be gone. I, I mean, again, this is this is like his peak year, in my opinion. Like it's yeah, after yeah. this year I'm where, like you. you know, this is the this is the top of the peak, and then they sort of the running backs start to you know fall off the face of the earth after this one. So, yeah. Um, Mac Jones again, sixty-five rushing, they, they rushing like, attempts. They like so. This is where again, when they add the functionality, and I'm going to zoom out here to kind of go back to the main page. Thought I was going to zoom out here. Can I, there we go. Um, when you can adjust the lineups and we can make like Pierre Strong the second running back, right? Maybe we'll revisit this down the road once yeah. once more functionality is added. I do want to try one more thing here, Mike, before we wrap this up. Sure. I wanted to do this too. <laughs> yeah, so it's clearly wonky with the Patriots, but the Patriots are kind of a wonky team. They're kind of hard to predict. Would yeah. you say that – okay, we're going to do actually two more. With the two most sure things in the NFL, I think we both agree the Chiefs are the best team in the league, yes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who would you say is the worst team in the league? It's probably oh, the Cardinals, man. right? Well, oh, yeah, the Cardinals, the Cardinals. But are they going to have Kyler in this? It kind of changes if they have Kyler. Who else is really bad? Atlanta. Atlanta, they just Atlanta don't doesn't have a quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, that's my problem. Oh, Washington. Washington's going to be atrocious. Yeah. All right, okay. so we're going to run this once with the Chiefs and once with the Commanders and see what happens. Like, if they have Mack throwing for 4,500 every single season, what do they have? Uh, right. Pat Mahomes throwing for. All right. So they beat Detroit only 32 points, put up a 40 burger I'm on the Jags. I'm for that Chiefs Detroit game to open the season. Wow. That would be something. Chicago. Shootout against Rodgers Mills. Now, that would be freaking awesome if we get that week four game. Yeah. Chiefs are two. Now, the Chiefs are usually slow starters. So this is interesting. The tie. What are you giving us a tie for? Where's the, where do you see? Oh, what the hell? Wow. All right. So according to PFF, nobody can win any games. No. Cause what what is their record? It's they're three four and, and four seven. And... Five yeah, and four seven. And eight. Four, four and eight. Four and eight. Four and nine. Of Five course, and nine. They beat Let's Patriots. go. <laughs> Six, and, Six nine. and nine. Seven, seven and nine. And nine. Seven to ten. Okay, then. There's no way that happens. Mahomes. This is why there's. Oh, yeah. But he only threw 31 touchdowns. This is why this need. This is still in beta. This is this is goofy. This is so goofy. I love this. Who leads the team? Uh, Darius Tony goes for 1,300 yards for. Mike, you weren't on the show the year of that draft. I was sitting here saying Darius Tony was like the next great gadget receiver in the NFL. Oh, my God, would I feel vindicated. Oh, this would be such a fun season. And Isaiah Pacheco, another one of my guys, they yeah. have him over 1,000 all-purpose yards here. 1,400 all-purpose yeah. yards. Mahomes rushing for 400. Sure, why not? Well, um, Who else? But 7 and 10? Like, what are we doing? This is this is ridiculous. Okay. Sky Moore um, busts. Sky Moore total bust, 13 catches. But Noah Gray goes off, sure. 
Shout All out right, that was wonky. That was weird. All right. And well, now the commanders are going to go like 14 and I was going to say, and now we will put the Washington commanders into the playoffs. <laughs> Sam Howell is going to throw over 5,500 yards. Wow. The commanders played the Cardinals week one. What a job. Oh, they're 2 and 0. 2 and 0 with Sam they're Howell. 2 and 0. They almost beat the Buffalo Bills. They held Josh Allen to 13 points. It's insane. See, Washington's defense isn't awful. Three and two. Yeah, they put up 45 on the Bears. They are better than the Chiefs were at this point in that what simulation. The hell. Five and two. Five and three. Five and three. Five and one against all teams, not the Eagles. All right. Lost the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, here, here's the come down. Yeah. Five and five. Five this and is when six. It's when they tank for Caleb. Yeah. Five and seven. Yeah, because they beat the Giants nine to seven. After week 12. They they no. fire Ron Rivera week twelve and then they win their next two with an interim. Uh Caleb Williams will not be playing in our nation's capital no. based off no. of this. I'll tell you that right now. They so finished with the same, same record, record as the Chiefs. Although holy crap, fifty-two to twenty. <laughs> I'm they, dying they to were, know how many yards they give Sam. You're Hall. not battling for a pick at this point. Why are you okay? All right, let's find out. 4,100 yards, 22 touchdowns, picks. 19 picks for Sam Howell. What an adventure. Terry McLaurin. McLaurin. Yep. He's a dude. Logan Tom. Wow, they're high on Logan Thomas. Dotson. That's pretty much it. Dotson is fine. Um, they have a lot of receivers here. Alex Erickson. Evan was a huge Alex Erickson guy at one point. He thought he was the next great Patriots slot oh, receiver. God. Solid year for Brian Robinson. Yep. Sam Howell running for 199 yards. There you go. Terry McLaurin gets sick. Okay, so if you were worried about what this thing was projecting the Patriots at with all those 7 and 10 seasons, keep in mind the Chiefs and the Commanders went 7 and 10. So PFS yes. clearly just thinks every team in the league is going 7 and 10. Yep. But I don't know. I thought that would be a fun experiment. No, it's I fun. Would, That's something to do. I would like to think oh, yeah. at the very least – we got some interesting talking points out there, right? When we're going through the player stats and the, and you know, the, the pace of the season, things like that. But, um, PFF, big seven, 10 guys, apparently big bowlers. Yeah. That's bizarre. Yeah. So, <laughs> the nice split. Um, so that's that couple exercises. If you missed it, if you came in halfway, go back and check it all out. Um, Mac Jones has never thrown for under 4,000 yards in the history of the PFF season simulator. So that's something. I don't think anybody has. Um, okay. Wait, hang on. Let's do one more. Oh God! Okay, who's who? Who is the worst starting quarterback in the league? Desmond Ritter. Yeah, you're probably right, and that team runs the ball a lot. Yeah, right. Because I'm going through Carolina has. Yep, I'm just going through here real quick in my head. Like Baker is not great, but that's a pass happy offense. Yeah. Um. Ravens, Bengals, Browns. I mean, maybe we could try the Steelers, but no, everybody else. I mean, it's gonna no. It's maybe Atlanta. Tannehill. Yeah, it's Atlanta. All right. But Desmond Ritter's worse than Tannehill. Yeah. All right. So they're gonna go fourteen and three. They are. Although Bryce Young puts up twenty nine his debut. Oh, maybe maybe we finally found a not seven and ten season. Zero oh, and three. Here we go. The Jags. Oh, and then they get Trevor Lawrence on the road. One and four. CJ one and five. 39. Two and two five. And five. Right. Beat Tampa. It's a division game. Lost close to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Oh, they beat the Vikings. Yeah, and they hung points on them too. 29. 
This might, we might be trending towards a, a Caleb Williams pick here. Yeah. Caleb Williams in Atlanta would be fun. Anything more than five wins. All right. So uh, now, uh, let's see. Caleb Williams in Atlanta would be insanely fun. Yeah, it would. And it's and probably, they probably just, yeah, cause themselves. Ah, uh, yeah. They're, now, now they're really in trouble. End so of the season strong. Oh, they didn't go 11. seven. <laughs> six and 11. They All finished right. one game behind the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't That's scroll. It. Don't scroll. Okay. Do they put Desmond Ritter over 4,000 yards? Yes or no? Um, I say yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they probably did. They probably did. Because you know what? Because Kyle Pitts is going to have some like stupid big numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. 5,100 yards for Desmond That's Ritter. so stupid. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's so and he dumb. only threw 21 touchdowns. What the hell happened? How many for who's their leading receiver? Is it Pitts? Drake London. Drake London goes for 15. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. The Falcons are hammered drunk. 800 <laughs> yards for Mac Hollins. John U. Smith got 380. Oh my god. That's, <laughs> That's what he awesome. had his whole career here. Yeah. Oh, let's see the rushing. Oh, what would Bijan have receiving? 18 for 132. Jeez. Wait, how many yards did Ritter have? 400? No, on the ground. Oh, and he ran for another. That's a. He won MVP with 28 total touchdowns. He's the offensive player of the year. (laughs) He won MVP going 7 11 with 41 total touchdowns. With, with, um, MVP going 24 touchdowns, 25 touchdowns, 26 total touchdowns. Right at 21, yeah, and five, 26 total touchdowns. Oh, that is so stupid. That's so stupid. That is all right. Well, it's a beta, it's a beta, yes. it's a fun tool, objectively. Yep. Um, we were like, Did anyone not go over 4,000? And he goes for 51. Oh, that's awesome. If Desmond Ritter throws for 51 next year, it, that probably hurts Mac Jones, yeah, because yep. now it's like we can go get anybody. And that's why we do these things. Oh, wow. that's funny. How do you fit? And they went, who was it a couple years ago? Ben led the league in passing yards one of his last years in Pittsburgh. And they like, they either didn't make the playoffs, they were the last team in. Yeah, something like that. I remember that. Um, so it is possible. Oh my God. Holy crap. That's hilarious. And Bijan's going to have more than 130 receiving yards. Not if they're throwing the ball. Oh, receiving? Yeah. I thought you were going to say wouldn't have more than 800. Not no. if they're throwing a ball like that. No. Oh, that's so funny. Drake London have a year. He's going to win uh, Offensive Player of the Year as well. It's going to be him and Ritter yeah. tied at 6 and 11. <laughs> uh, all right. So that was that was a fun Wait, how many yards did, did Mahomes have with the Chiefs? 40. No, he was 50 something. Oh, no. He was like 55. Oh, 55. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. 55. So PFF's very pass happy. All right. That's what the well, nerds do. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about the Boston Celtics before we get out of here, Alex Barth, yeah. because uh, you were at the Garden last night to cover the game for the Sports Hub. And uh, once again, the Celtics go down 1-0, start a series at home. They lose to the Heat, 123-116. Jimmy Butler goes for 35. Tatum goes for 30. 
Um, Joe Missoula fails to call timeouts in the third quarter once again. They won three out of four quarters, but they let up 45 points to the Miami Heat in the third quarter. 46. 46, and that's why Alex was there. 46 in the third quarter, um, and they end up losing game one. So, uh, again, they outscored them in three out of four, but that doesn't matter. Like you said, we were texting about it last night. This is not the uh, European Soccer League. Aggregate does not matter. Um, They lose. And what do you think of their chances moving forward? What happened last night? Uh, what's wrong with these Celtics? Why can't they get off the hard starts? After after Jason Tatum gets out of his, I don't know if it's a mental lapse, I don't know what it was, but he, you know, he, he craps the bed in the first three quarters of game six, comes back, steps on their throat in the fourth quarter, and then goes for 51, and then they just collapse in the first game again. Why can't they do it? What's wrong with this team? Yeah, it's all kind of the same answer. They are outside of game seven. I, I, game seven was such an anomaly. Because I'm going to give you some numbers, Mike, over, over the last couple of years here. They're not a third quarter team. So first off, here, here's the scoring margin by quarter in the playoffs this year, not including last night. Because I didn't have the numbers for last night when I wrote this. I wasn't going to go sure. punch them on. First quarter, plus 1.8 points per game. Second quarter, plus 3.6. That's a great quarter. Yep. Third quarter, minus 1.1. Fourth quarter plus two point one, so mine greater or else minus in the third. Yep. But keep going. All right, so it's a problem this year. Wait, last year in the playoffs, first quarter it was actually even zero. Second quarter plus three. Third quarter minus one point five. Fourth quarter plus two. And I'm going to give you one more set of numbers here, Mike. This is. Last year's Eastern Conference Final against the Heat. So just that series. I already gave you the numbers for the whole playoffs. It's just that series. First quarter, plus 2.4. Second quarter, plus 3.4. Fourth quarter, minus 1.9. Fourth quarter, plus 1.3. They're not a third quarter team. They haven't been. And it's something they can't solve because in part, I think they deny that it's a problem. I think they're in denial of it. Mike, Game one of the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They were up seven at the half and then got outscored by 21 points in the third quarter. Game one this year, they were up eight at the half and then got outscored by 21 21. points in the third quarter. The same number to the day, a year ago to the day. Yep. Joe Missoula last night, when asked about what happened in the third quarter. (laughs) We won three out of the four quarters. We lost one quarter because we dropped our sense of urgency. He actually said that a couple times last night. We won three out of the four quarters. Now, here's Ime Udoka exactly a year ago when his team blew it in the third quarter. We won three quarters other than that, <laughs> but obviously that one's going to stand out. We really Something's had one fishy. quarter that hurt us. Something's going on here. <laughs> and you go to the quotes from the players last night. Um, you know, Missoula talks about the loss of urgency. Marcus Smart says we get tired of doing the little things. Jason Tatum says, I don't know, I have to go back and watch the film. They don't truly believe this is a problem. Yeah. And look, they still managed to beat the Heat last year, even though it was. They still managed to get to the finals. Now, the third quarter killed them in the finals, too. So that's important. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Even if they beat the Heat through this, it's not enough to win a title. They got to start competing in third quarters. But the margin for error is smaller this year. 
because you're getting massively outcoached. Missoula not taking a timeout during that third quarter. Spolster was excellent. I actually ran the numbers, Mike, on the timeouts. Coming out of Celtics timeouts, which team went on the run? Miami went on three. The Celtics went on two. Miami was actually better out of the Celtics timeouts than the Celtics were. The Heat out of timeouts were dead even. They were two and two. But the the point being, even when the Celtics call timeouts, they're not working. And that's a coaching thing. So until you get that fixed. So that's where my thing with the whole Missoula timeouts thing, it's like, okay, so he can't coach, but everyone wants him to call a timeout so that he can sit there and just look at them. No, I want him to call a timeout and fix what's wrong. But he can't. He's not a good coach. Okay, so you admit he's a good coach. Thank you. You can... Yeah, he is a good. He's coach. not a good coach. No, but you just no, said he's not no, a good coach. No, I'm I'm in your I'm in your head. Why do you want him to call a timeout? Well, objectively, I want. If you think he's a bad coach, then he's not going to be able to fix it anyway. I want a coach that can call a timeout, and make adjustments on the fly. He can't do that. So fire him. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Look. Okay. What happened in the third quarter last night was essentially Eric Spolstra let the Celtics show their hand. Offensively, defensively, he kind of the Heat weren't doing that much. This would they be were electric. just kind of watching. If they, they win might, the title uh, no, they're not. Cool. They're not. Uh, the Washington Capitals fired their coach the oh, year after yeah. the World Cup. Right. Uh, maybe first NBA Baruby, team. I don't know. Right? But who wasn't it? Baruby? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Heat kind of just watched the Celtics in the first half last night. They came out in the second half with an entirely different game plan. The Celtics did not adjust once. Mm-hmm. They finally got some momentum at the start of the fourth quarter, that 7-0 run. What happens? The Heat call a timeout, and they played them even the next 22 points because they adjusted. They started attacking the paint. They got Bam Adebayo more involved. They started – it became more drive and kick and getting shot opportunities for guys like Caleb Martin. And guys like like Max we talked Cruz, about on the podcast who, on Tuesday, right, Caleb who have Martin. killed the Celtics. Jimmy Butler also just did what he does. I told people not to sleep on Jimmy Butler. Yeah, they're going to keep doing that, and maybe Missoula can adjust game to game. That was going to be order, my next question. So go ahead, finish. In order to beat the Miami Heat, you can't just adjust game to game. You have to adjust in game because Eric Spolstra is not afraid to throw out his entire game plan in the middle of a game and replace it. He did that last night, and he'll do it on more than one occasion. There's one other quote from Missoula. I don't have it directly in front of me, but he was basically asked about this. He said the question was something along the lines of Eric Spolstra will call timeouts and adjust and you like to let things play out. And that's been his line. He said that in the past. He likes to let things play out. Yep. Um, and his answer to it, hang on, I'm very close to finding it. Here we go. He was asked about a style of letting things play out compared to Spolstra. And his answer was he called two timeouts in the first quarter. And by the way, coming out of those timeouts. He's good at the podium. He's coming good out at the podium. <laughs> both those timeouts he called resulted in runs for Miami. He's good. Yeah. He's only good. It's only good if you're winning. It's only good if you're winning. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he fair. doesn't know what he's doing. He's massively outclassed right now. And I know coaching maybe doesn't matter as much in the NBA. I'll concede that. But mm-hmm. it's going to matter in this series because the Heat are that good at playing all these different styles. It's going to be a problem. 
So that's my question. How do they? So Missoula is that bad? And I'm getting into your head because you know my take on Missoula, and it's maybe it's not a great one. Maybe I'm stuck in the mud on it, and maybe I'm just here for you know. Maybe I'm just here for the the hot take to get under your skin, what have you. Let's let's put that aside for yeah. a second. Um, so Missoula is not a good coach, and they can't call timeouts, but they're the most talented team arguably left in the playoffs. How do they fix it? How do they get through Missoula's bad coaching? Jason Tatum has to outduel Jimmy Butler. Exactly what they did in Game right. Seven. Look at what happened in Game Seven. It didn't come down to Missoula. It didn't come down to him because yep. they just blew the doors open. In the third quarter, they can Jason they Tatum into a lesser extent. They can do it. I've seen them do it. I don't know that they can do it four times in seven games or now four times in six games. Mm-hmm. They, they'll they do it. I, I think they'll do it tomorrow night because they generally respond pretty well. Probably have a good game in Miami, but Jason Tatum has to outduel Jimmy Butler and Jalen Brown has to outduel the second best player on the heat, whoever that is, whether it's Martin or Strauss, probably going to be Bam out of bio more often than not. That's what has to happen. You know, they, they can't be Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown cannot be turning the, or uh, Tatum turned the ball over. I think it was six times last night. Yeah. And Jalen Brown was like two of 10 from the field. Can't have it. Not good enough. Can't have it. it. You've got to take the game out of Joe Missoula's hands. If it's a single-digit margin going into the fourth quarter, the Heat have already won the game because they are right. going to manage it better down the stretch, and they are better at winning close games than the Celtics are. For the Celtics to win this game, they got to come out. And look, they they kind of did it in game one. Came out, they punched the Heat in the face. But the Heat are going to punch back. You've yeah. got to keep going. They they're not going to let up. They're not going to let up like the set like Philly right. did in Game Six and Seven. They they're will not, not go up. away. And and by the, that's not like oh yeah no they're a little more competitive. No, they'll be down fifteen with three minutes to play. They won't go away. Jimmy's they, not they stopping. Won't. Yeah, Jimmy won't. And nobody on that team is going to be the guy that stops and then has to face Jimmy Butler asking why he did. Exactly. That's because that's leadership. So that's why he's awesome to have on your team. Oh, I, I freaking love Jimmy Butler. Yeah. They they can't. They, they, they have to be able to counterpunch back and counterpunch back and counterpunch back. And that's what they did in game seven. And it's what the Sixers did to them at times in that series. You remember that? Like every time the Celtics, I forget what game it was. I think it was game four, four or five. Every time the Celtics would get the lead back down to like nine points, the Sixers would quickly get it right back to 15, yep. 16 points. Celtics would slowly work it back down to nine and then boom, right back to 15. Yep. That's the kind of game the Celtics need to play. If they want to win this. Yep. All right. So I'll, I'll change my take. I had Celtics in five. I'm changing it to Celtics in six. They're the better team. Miami's not going to shoot 50% every single game from three. Um, yeah, maybe I'm a little higher on Missoula than everybody else. But ultimately, Jason Tatum's too good of a player. Jalen Brown's too good of a secondary player. They're better than Miami. So let me ask you this. Yeah. You, you're you're the one person left who's okay with Joe Missoula. Yeah. In uh, or unlike some of the people, a lot of the people defending Joe Mazzulla today are saying the players simply aren't good enough. But you just said Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown are among the best there is. Why are they losing then? Why are they having so much trouble with teams that they're better than? Uh, well, first off, like last like last night, Miami was just on fire from three. And they had a bad quarter. Like teams have a bad quarter. And I truly believe that that's that why bad. they lost last night. Okay. So the whole history of like two years now that that's been a pattern, you just chalk that up to a fluke. Well, wasn't Ime Udoka a good coach? Yeah, but um, you're saying that last night was like a fluky thing that they had this bad third quarter. 
No, I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad thing. I just think they, they can get through it time to time, and it's not going to be as bad as 21 point a 21. Okay, point that's fair. In the third that's quarter. fair. Um, but no, I just think they need to be they need to play more consistently, and I like to an extent that Missoula lets them play through struggles, but at some point they do have to call a timeout. Sometimes it goes too far. I, I will give it that. And maybe he's not ready yet. He's he, he's shown at times that he's not ready yet. Um, but I think the team is too good to for them to falter, at least in the conference finals. I still think they're going to beat Miami uh, within six. Uh, it could go seven, but I still think they can beat them at six. I just think they're better. They're just a better team. All right. So that's where we're at. Another Boston Sports Minute. We will be back on Patriots Beat next Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. We'll, we'll let you guys know. It's uh, It changes back and forth here in the in the offseason. But Monday or Tuesday, we'll probably do some Q&A. We'll talk about any Patriots news that came down. And then we'll be back on Thursday for the Patriots' first OTA. Me and Alex will be down at Gillette for the OTA. And we will come back here Thursday night to recap it for you. So make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Mike Cadlick and at Real Alex Barth, for all the latest Patriots and Boston sports coverage. You can read Alex at 985thesportsup.com. You can read myself at clnsmedia.com. You can also go to fanduel.com slash Boston and grab a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash Boston. Alex, thanks for joining me. Thank you all for coming in, hanging in the chat, asking questions, putting us putting up with our uh, nonsensical uh, couple of schedule simulations. We appreciate it. We appreciate the love. And uh, again, we'll be back on Tuesday. So, 